Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Joe, myself, and Craig. We are here. I guess I guess this is the spooky episode because we're recording on Halloween. Yeah. Do you feel spooky? No. I, if, I just really... call you, if I just call you Spooky Joe all episode? Uh, if you want. I've been called worse, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. I, are you doing anything for Halloween? you just chilling tonight? I have Pokemon cards I'll be passing out. Oh, you got the Series 2 or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's pretty fun. And then just kind of probably watching some TV while doing that. And then I got music practice tonight. That that that's not too bad. So you get a chance to pass out some candy. Do you got a lot of kids in your neighborhood? Um, I don't know. Last year I worked until seven, so I really didn't have an ch- opportunity to pass anything out. I can't remember because before that was COVID. So and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I think we definitely have some kids in our neighborhood because we live by a school. Um, but we didn't pass out candy last year because we weren't here either. So interesting to see. But it is Halloween when we were recording. It is around four. Closer to 4.30 Eastern Time on Tuesday. On the lighter side, but, you know, we had a pretty big regional in Toronto. And we can spend some time talking about Paradox Rift because, you know, the set will be out when this episode goes live. So now the prep towards LAIC starts, all that good stuff. A lot of fun things start happening. So we're going to go into any anything related to that. Um, but first, Joe, we've kind of asked you. Kind of a Halloween, but how how are you doing today? I'm tired. All my leaves dropped today. I didn't finish them, but I did a lot of them. And I don't think I... No, I haven't eaten yet today either. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely need to do that. Yeah, I... My least favorite part about doing leaves is... I, I mean, like, I do a lot of things that are... I guess we'll call them physically demanding to a degree, and I usually am not sore. When I do leaves, I'm sore the next day. Like without fail every time. So I hate I I hate doing yard work, so I feel you there. But like you said, you know, pass out candy, watch some TV. It'll be a pretty chill evening for you, other than is music practice gonna be stressful or is it just gonna be like kinda you know uh, it'll be fine. Kinda like a run of the mill thing that you're you're used to. Yeah, just I'm used to it. Yeah, there you go. Hop on, play for 45 minutes, and then go to bed. Perfect. Yeah, I will be. I'm looking forward to bed as well. I am interested to see. Like I said, I bought. I might have overbought candy. Overbought candy? What did you buy? I got two of like the 95 piece packs. Of what? It's the assorted stuff. Oh my gosh. Why are you mad at me? Dude, you're going to be known at that house. Well, it's not like the random stuff. It's like Kit Kats, Hershey's, oh, Milk Dud. Okay. It's not like it's not like some like off-brand stuff. I don't know. Those like the penny candy ones. No, no, it's like the Hershey's like whatever variety pack. So that'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. I just don't know. I, I, I haven't again. I haven't done trick or treating before, so I'm terrified of just running out of candy because I'd feel bad. Maybe they so should have gotten there earlier. I mean, it's true. Trick-or-treating is two hours, so we should be fine. Plus, um, you have instead of people coming to your house that will also have candy. That's true. So, you know, we'll we'll make it work. 
But we're doing well, it sounds like. And we had a big regional over the weekend, so we will jump into that. Um, we had about 1,500 players play in Toronto. Maridon ended up taking a regional, which... Is this the first time we can say Maridon has taken a regional? I, it uh, might be. Yeah. I think it's the first time it's ever taken a... I mean, I'm looking back at its history. It won a Japan Champions League. It got second place at one point. I think this is literally the first time a Maridon list has won a regional, which is pretty crazy. I mean, it's a deck that you and I have been happy to see too right now. I mean, early on, I was kind of... The Regilecki variant was not not something i was a fan of but this list obviously getting the new tools like view ex and things like that have helped it mm-hmm. um it played the baby zapdos it played the one of flying pikachu I, do you know why the flying pikachu is played can you help me with that is it just because of free retreat uh basics so you no that's v max it's just v doesn't the regular one just? It just it, it has for basic. three colorless fly for one twenty, flip a coin of heads, it does damage and prevents attacks next turn. And if tails, the attack does nothing. So you're not really attacking. Uh, pivot. It's got to just be a pivot, right? And I guess it's not weak to ground, but that still is not good enough. So. I imagine that this is just a pivot, so I guess cool. There's other pivots. I'm interested to... I I haven't done enough research as to why that's the card, and I'm sure there's a glaring answer that we just don't know. But it's interesting that that's the card. Um, Pretty much, though, it is a run-of-the-mill list. Um, It only played one Raichu, which people go a little thinner on the Raichu end because you really only need one. Uh, Heavy on the Raikou side of things. Like we said, Flying Peak... Zapdos, uh, Mew EX. In second place, we had a Gardevoir list. Pretty run-of-the-mill. And then in third place, we had Azul, who played Charizard, who I believe was undefeated in Swiss play in round one, which I want to say he was 18-0, and 0, which was pretty impressive. Um, this Charizard variant, pretty, again, run-of-the-mill. Um, it did split the Charmanders, which I found interesting. Because the new Charmander has the Blazing Destruction attack for one fire that discards a stadium. So I I wonder why you play a split of the Charmanders. Because they both have 70 HP. And the other one for two energy just does Ember. And you discard an energy into the the discard pile. I have to watch Azul's kind of overview of the deck he played. I haven't done that yet. In fourth place, we had a Lugia. In fifth place, we had Lost Box Gudra. In sixth and seventh, continuing to climb on its basically PRs, best or best finishes, I guess we could say. Uh, we have GM Pow in both sixth and seventh place. Both of those lists um, use the Biberel engine. Not a whole lot going on there. And then in eighth place, we had a Lost Box that ran the Turbo variant with Dragonite V and Raikou and things like that. We only got the top eight sitting in Limitless at the moment. 
Um, I did get a chance to watch a pretty big handful of rounds while I was watching football and things like that. Uh, I mean, going into this event, I kind of knew I wasn't going to be super interested because we're in the in-between time between a set being legal and Paradox Rift is going to introduce some very, very interesting cards to the format. But do you have any opinions or thoughts on this event? I I feel like you're probably looking towards Paradox Rift as well. Yeah, I'm I'm already on Paradox Rift mode. And you were talking to me. You you have a deck you're going to build and play this week? I'm going to try. Mainly because you've opened all of them. Uh, basically, yeah. You pulled a Masquerada, so why don't you talk about that? I pulled a Masquerada? No, I didn't. Remember when you opened like four Masqueradas? Yeah. Isn't this basically the same thing? How many have you pulled? Masqueradas? No, of the deck you're building. Oh, oh, I'm Garchomp. Yeah, I I pulled the character rare alt art whatever it is two Garchomps this past weekend, and I was trying to figure out if there's even a deck I can play this coming Wednesday because they're long proxies, but there's actually a real world that I can actually play this uh, Garchomp. Like Garchomp, uh, Lycan Rock deck. Ooh, Lycan, that's perfect for you. Yeah, that's why I said, no, I'm gonna try this. It might be bad, but I'm gonna try it. Explain to me how that synergy works. Is there synergy, or is it just another attacker? Uh, I gotta remind myself what Lycan Rock. Lycan Rock EX is Paldea Evolved. Um, for one fighting energy, Rock Throw Forty for a fighting two colorless scary fangs. 140, and during your next opponent's turn, if this Pokemon is knocked out, put 10 damage counters on the attacking Pokemon. I don't know. I I just want to play it because it's got Lycanroc in it. Well, and I mean, truthfully, it, it mainly probably just synergizes with Garchomp EX in the way that it Garchomp hits for, you know, 160. It's just different weaknesses. Yeah, it's different weaknesses. And 160 in accelerating to the Lycanroc as well. 160 kind of gives you the flexibility to play with other like 140 damage attacks. And Lycanroc doing 140 and basically essentially forcing your opponent to either target around it or basically make that attack 240 because of the damage counters. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's just a fun synergy. I don't even think it's like built to be made that way. Um, but it also plays one of the baby Lycan rocks, which I don't remember what that one does either. Uh, that one's for each enter. It does two forty, but it's minus eighty for like each energy on your opponent's active or something. So some of these quicker energy or like early on, you can hit for some pretty big damage. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're going to enjoy that a lot. I think you're going to enjoy this list a lot. I'm looking at it here. I think it's troll that it plays one battle VIP pass. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like guess. at that point, either cut it or run all of it, right? Yeah, I guess I'm gonna try to stick to that book as much as close as possible because it runs a 2 2 beaver line, Manaphy, Greninja, four nest, four ultra, Hisuian heavy ball, one VIP pass. The That's funny so thing scary. is, is what you can't see at the bottom there, those are two Cheryl's. Ew, <laughs> I know, isn't that cool? Why is it running Cheryl? What is this list? Because you're going to take damage and you just heal it again. Because you can re-accelerate, Mike. Did you... 
Did you like I that's gross. You'll have to tell me <laughs> how that goes. Yeah, the that's 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 crazy. Um but I'm interested to see how it goes. You're you're not happy with that decision, are you? I am curious to see how it goes. That is that is a uh, that is what I will say. I'm curious to see how it goes. So we'll, I'm going to remind you next week when we record to kind of tell me how that goes. But kind of staying on that topic, really, I want to talk a little bit more about Paradox Rift because we've kind of given it a break for a while because we've had, you know, other stuff get revealed and other things to talk about. But, you know, it's it's pretty much time to get started in terms of prepping for what you're going to buy, what you're going to play. Uh, and and I'm I'm curious to hear. So you opened your Garchomps. Is there anything else in Paradox Rift that you are looking forward to building uh, that comes out in that set? Uh, Golden Go EX is another definite must for me. And that was the deck. That was like the lead deck that both you and I talked about as something that we wanted to build. Yeah, I I took some time to do some research yesterday on some deck lists that I want to look at and try out. Um, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, of just different gold, golden go, golden go decks that really fit the tiger type I want. Well, I feel like it's pretty straightforward, right? I mean, what else are you really doing with the deck? I mean, we're looking at one variant, play with the baby Basque Legion, but basically it's just golden go play by itself. Well, another deck did play the Curlia line, but I really don't want to play the Curlia line. It looks like essentially you're just playing Golden Go, which is fair. I mean, because this is a deck that you and I, and I feel like a lot of people are excited about, because also it's like not necessarily ease of play, but it's just so straightforward. Having a great ability for drawing and for one metal 50 times, you just discard basic energy. I think that's great. Mm hmm. So and then you have uh Hisuian Basculation with colorless or energyless attacks. I think that's great. So truthfully, I think it makes a lot of sense there. And I'm also curious to see because you know, we always have cards that we look at and go, oh, you know, this is how it's gonna be. We're kind of not sure how this card is gonna work. The not shocking card people are high on is Iron Valiant. You know. 220, Psychic type, hitting for 200, having the ability that it has with damage counters, that's going to be an instant card that we see floating around. I'm really curious to see how people work with Roaring Moon. Because uh, I did play someone this past weekend trying to play test it. And, it, and it's, I, I'm going to hear your thoughts after this. I just, Frenzied Gouging is so interesting and I feel like it could walk into some really weird like like sudden death situations or draws. I mean what uh, what how what were your thoughts in the game? Well when I played I played the, the only deck I had with me was uh Rapid Strike. And let's just say that that didn't go very well for them. Right. I basically took I took a six prize turn. So you're not impressed by it? No. Now, granted, it's the testing phase, right? Yeah. And we don't see a lot of cards that have Frenzy Gouging as an attack. That's not a thing that happens. I was definitely nervous by it, but after really thinking about it and what it was there, and the, the 
My deck, I just seems to have a good matchup into it because I can spread and move things around. So if you're not getting rid of a lot of that damage off the bat somehow, then it's I'm there, I'm more like than likely doing multiple tries knockout. I am that that is probably the deck I'm most curious about because the other cards seem pretty straightforward. Um, but like you can run it in Darkrai, right? It's a great Darkrai partner. Um, when you have energy booster capsule, it has 60 more HP, so it's a little harder to take down. Um, you can play it with like the Moltres engine with Moltres V. You can play it in so many different ways. I, you could probably just play it by itself, just a four of Roaring Moon, and then you're rolling. You have the booster capsule to increase your HP. Um, you have Penny, right? It's a basic. Yeah. So you can play with that. I mean, there there are just a couple different ways that I'm curious to see how that card gets played because when you look at the rest of it, I mean, the 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 card that everyone's worried about is Iron Hands. And I assume when you were at your pre-releases, did you hear a lot of conversations about that card? Uh, no, not too much. Because that is the the the. The pair base that showed up for pre-release when I played was more collector based. Well, I guess then let me turn that question around on you. Iron Hands, right? You've got that four energy attack, one lightning, three colorless. 120, take an extra prize card if you have a Pokemon that's knocked out by your own attack. Do you think it's going to be a card that is meta-concerning, I'm going to say? Hmm. No, it'll it'll stop some decks from being played more often. Um, but I, I put it this way: I'm never a person that is afraid for the whole meta to be turned upside down. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not like an ADP level, but is it going to be a card that is viewed as toxic because it breaks the prize trade? And I know it's 120. But the cards One, in the past, 120 that have, that and four and four energy. With no, no. Retreat, with no retreat cost and doing 20 more damage, assuming you have booster capsule on it. So 140. You won't even knock out... You won't, you won't knock out Garchomp. That'd be good. Because, like, the biggest partner I think for it is Chi and Pao. Because all you need is a lightning energy. And you can just yeah. kind of slap this down. Yeah, I guess you could. You know, I think it's going to be obviously people are pairing it in in Maridon and things like that. But truthfully, or even like I don't know, you could play it in. Is Lugia is is Archaeops just a V's? Mm, I don't remember. Just a V's? No, because you can accelerate to the baby. Right. So you could you could play it in there. It's just it seems really splashable. Even though, even though. Even though we'd look at it and go, okay, four energy, that's a lot. I don't really know what to do with that. That that card seems like it's going to be incredibly splashable. And people probably aren't going to own more than two copies, two or three copies. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it could be really, really splashable. And I mean, not that you would play it in Guardi, not that you would play it in Char like, but you could play it in Charizard. And it's completely fine. All you all you need is a Iron Hands and an electric energy. Mm -hmm. You know, Charizard accelerates to it. All right, boom. Three energy on the board. 
Chi and Pao accelerates to it. Boom, on the board. Lugia, although Lugia's probably aren't going to run it. Boom, right on the board. Even Guardi, hilariously enough. Lost Box. All of the meta decks currently can utilize Iron Hands in a really interesting way. And obviously Iron Hands uh, jumps out as a matchup against Gardevoir. Because Guardi's going to have damage on it in the first place, assumably. And you can take six prizes by knocking out the babies. Which, you know, Gardevoir prides itself on its prize trade. Lost Box prides itself on its prize trade. So Iron Hands is going to really... It's probably going to be the most impactful card in the set. I don't know if you share that feeling, but that's how I feel about the card. Just on what's meta. Like Gardevoir and Lost Box, I feel like, are really concerned about a card like this. Yeah, they will be. And I think that alone makes it one of the highlighted cards of of the set. Um, Iron Valiant's just going to be a solid deck, as I said. It, it, it could be really good. We've we've learned and been punished so many times. When we look at a card that just does flat damage, and we go, oh, all right, you know, it does 200, but that's it. I think we're going to see Iron Valiant be very, very good. Um, and then the other card that is... That I'm curious about. Eh, eh, never mind. I'm not really that curious about it. Those are really the only cards. Iron Valiant, Iron Hands, and Roaring Moon. Golden Go will be a fun one. You have like the weird Zatu card that people are talking about. Have you looked into that card at all since we've gone over it? Um, yeah, it, it'll be. I think it might be around for, um, for Iron Valiant. That's really yeah. about it. I'm trying to think of where else it could end up being. We don't. We still don't know how Screamtail is going to be utilized yet, or if it's going to be right. We instantly thought of it as a phenomenal partner for uh, Guardi, but you know, doesn't mean that it will. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Zatu with Clairvoyant Sense, attaching a basic energy from your hand to the bench and draw two. We'll see. We'll see. Um, are there any cards that we haven't talked about that you are interested to see how they impact the meta? No, I think those are the ones I'm super excited about. Uh, Golden Go and this Garchomp. Iron yeah, Valiant. Guess... Well, Iron Valiant, I'm, I am curious about. We talked about that when we talked about Iron Hands. So, like, those are, like, the major ones that were on my mind. Are there any non-Paradox ones? I mean, we know Garchomp's going to be around. We know Golden Go's going to be around. Is there anything else that you can think of that's going to be, you think, interesting and actually maybe, 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 maybe show up in the meta some in some way? Um, I see Iron Drugness as tackable. Okay. Uh, spread for three, right? Three, uh, th- three Pokemon for 150. Right, I know you mentioned that before. Um, including that reducing the cost of its second attack for 150, if you have the capsule on it. What about Armourouge EX? Um, uh, that's the stage one fire type, 260. When it's at full HP, it takes 80 less damage. How do you feel about that card early on? Because I don't know if it could be a, I don't know if it could be a central point. But I was watching Azul go through some cards, and I, I like the point he made about Armourouge, where he said, you know, early on as a stage one, most babies hitting ninety damage or higher, which is what you need, right, to do damage to Armourouge at full HP, mm-hmm. is not the easiest thing to do. And he goes, and also, if it's your mainline attacker that's attacking Armor Rouge, you still got to take hits back, and are you willing to chip away at an effective 340 HP stage one? 
And I'm kind of growing on Arm Rouge a little bit. Why don't you marry it? XD. I'm already married. I can't do that. Oh, hell yeah. I know. But can Arm Rouge stand on its own or does it need Charizard? Uh, I think with Charizard, it becomes too clunky. It's another. Well, it's funny because it has Pidgeot, so does it get too clunky? Maybe not. I want to see this played. I think we will see Armor Rouge. I'm not saying we will see Armor Rouge the deck. That's not what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do expect to see Armor Rouge get played. At, at, at LAIC, I'm, in, I'm interested to keep tabs on that card. Um, because we know Charizard is rising in usage. Um, and this is a partner that has to be tested to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, any other cards that you can think about? I mean, really, we have all these weird like terrestrial types, like Electric Mewtwo, Fighting Hoopa, all these really strange cards out there. Uh, any Pokemon that you are interested to see how they impact things? I just hope that Countercatcher makes an impact. I think Countercatcher's impact will... I think Countercatcher's impact will be. What's the word I want to look for? It'll be impactful without being overwhelming, right? You're not going to play more than one or two in a deck. Yes. But I think it will be there. Why wouldn't it be? You know, I mean, unless mm-hmm. the list is crammed to the to the like stacked to the nines and doesn't have room, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't put one in. It's so nice to put in. Mm-hmm. Like having one of, I would just be so comfortable knowing that that card exists. And yes. you still have Forest Seal Stone. You still have ways to search it out. Arvin. You have tons of ways to do That's what I'm saying. So, so you have that. That's a small card. You have Jirachi, right? That, that Steel type Jirachi that prevents basic Pokemon from your opponent, uh, prevents them from putting damage counters down. Mm hmm. That'll be interesting to see how people will people overcompensate for Lost Box and we'll see a decent amount of Jirachis or will people think it's too much overcompensation and not play it? You know, we see Manaphy as a must and Jirachi only only stops some. So are we going to see it? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, we also have the TMs, right? Mm-hmm. We have the 100 Snipe. We have the de-evolution. We have the evolution. Uh, I think the evolution one's going to be great. One colorless search for up to two of your bench po- or um, search for two Pokemon that evolve onto your bench Pokemon. Just one colorless, I think that's great. So I think we might even see the TMs make an impact right away, especially in GLC. Really in GLC, but I I think in the standard meta, I think Blindside. And de-evolution could be played with blindsides. Obviously, simpler. It's the hundred snipe, but I think the evolution one is the most playable one because early on, a colorless energy evolving two of your benched Pokemon—that is a really good tech to have. So early on, I could find that being really powerful. Um, looking at the list, I think there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of like gimmick stuff and there's a lot of fringe like tier three, tier four decks that you could build out of this set. Um, but I definitely think this is one of the more impactful ones. I mean, Paldea Evolved was cool, but I really feel like Paradox Rift with the new mechanic, obviously, that they're featuring from the world's reveal will be pretty awesome. So, I mean, 
Are there any any cards at all? You know, you mentioned countercatcher. Any other cards you look down that you may have missed that you want to talk about? Because that's really kind of the focus today. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Are you gonna play monkeys? No, no. I know oh, I was no. high on and liked them, but there there's too much in this set for me that I want to do, and monkeys had to be the on the back burner. Oh, we do have uh, Professor Turo. That's the uh, Acerola. Mm. That'll get played, right? Put one Pokemon in play into your hand. Yeah, it, it could get played. That card will get played just as much as the other ones did. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the only other trainer. And then, yeah, I mean, it's funny. You know, I look down this list. I'm looking at all the types. You know, we've talked about a fire type, water type, electric type, grass, essentially completely skipped. It always is. I the the Pokemon trading card game is so afraid to make grass good. The last time grass was good was probably Vileplume. Right? Of course the giant plants. Yeah. Right. The the last time grass was good, they had to ban it. Which speaking of bans, you know there was a ban in Japan recently as well, right? They banned Scoop Up Net. They did. Do you think that'll ever come to the expanded scene for us? If we have an expanded scene. Uh, maybe no, because we've no. already we we banned Shaman in favor of it. You well, know, I, I feel like all these bands eventually come to international side, especially in expanded. Mm-hmm. So we probably will get it. There's not much to talk about because you and I don't play expanded, but I'm assuming that we will see Scoop of Nut get banned, which is okay. It's a very very powerful card. I mean, I would love Super Scoop Up back. And we might get that in form of like the A specs. But in terms of basic scoop up, poof, mm-hmm. and expanded, yeah, we're good. I'm good. But that brings us to the end. You know, next time we talk, we will be doing more prep towards LAIC, maybe talking about some new reveals that came out. Joe, you got to talk about some decks you're excited to build in Paradox Rift. You got to talk about your, I don't know, maybe excitement for passing out candy today. Is there anything you'd like to say before you head out of here? Everybody have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. If you are out there trick-or-treating tonight, even though this comes out on Friday, we hope you had a great Halloween. Um, Thank you guys for supporting us as you do each and every week, and we will see you next time.